The following program is paid programming. The views expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants, and nowhere reflect those of the ownership, staff, or advertisers of WNRI. The pandemic, social unrest, the state house, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Good afternoon, folks, on this very snowy Monday. We've made it to February. The good news is we've made it to February. The bad news, major snowstorm going down right now. Coming up, we are going to check in with both the uh, head of the DOT, Peter Alvidi. Director Alvidi will join us and also the head of the Rhode Island State Police. Right now it's 12.07. It's Monday afternoon, February 1st. The snow is falling. And you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online. Uh, at the website, dipetro.com. This portion of the program, no problem. Makes sense. Longer weather forecast. There's a lot more weather to talk about. <clears throat> Biggest thing is the roads. This portion of the program is brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Now, listen, there's going to be a lot of accidents today and tonight and this afternoon and tomorrow. And even if you're being careful, maybe you say, Juan, it wasn't even my fault. No one's uh, pace, you know, placing any blame. But if you're in an accident, Take down this phone number, 272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body. If you or a family member or someone you work with, if you find yourself in an accident over the next 24 to 48 hours, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body. Now, if you can drive your vehicle, then call them. Call wet, four words, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. <clears throat> Call them, make arrangements, and you get it over there. If you cannot drive your vehicle and a tow truck shows up, instruct the tow truck operator that you would like your vehicle to go to West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Now, if you've never been in an accident before, I'm glad to hear that. However, there can be a lot of paperwork to fill out. They'll handle everything for you. West Fountain Auto Body, but you need to call them first. So if you're in an accident today or tonight or tomorrow, call West Fountain 401 272 I want to say good afternoon, everybody tuning in on Facebook Live as we are still using our temporary page for now. <clears throat> as things are being worked out with our friends out on the West Coast. Uh, but please share that you're watching and then find the page. It's JD, that's me, RI Radio FB Live. JD, RI Radio FB Live. If you're on my regular Facebook page, you can, in fact, connect right there. But if you want to find it right now, I want to say good afternoon to everyone on uh, Facebook Live. We are doing a live stream. We do it this hour. We may do it later during the storm. But just for now, temporary, using that page, JDRI Radio, FB Live. And boom, there we are on uh, Facebook Live. All right, folks. Now, again, coming up right now, it's 10 minutes past 12 on this uh, snowy Monday. And there's a major storm. Now, we're not as impacted, excuse me, as we might have been in the past. I think because everyone is uh, adapted uh, somewhat better at working remotely. And especially with the schools. So, um, again, we're going to find out the latest on the road conditions, what the plans are. And I believe we're also going to speak with the head of the Rhode Island State Police, Colonel Manny, coming up, I think, at 1230 to find out. They're going to be out. Folks, I mean, by this point, people should know the drill. I think people do. Let me say this. I think people do know the drill. But I think a lot of times it's it's a matter of the timing of the storm. Um, I, th- I mean, I think at this point. People understand. All right, this you want to be. You don't want to be on the road during the, the the you know the real bulk of the storm. But a big part of this is when is the storm in fact going to hit? So that can impact you, and it can impact when you're going to be on the road, folks. As always, if you want to get a hold of me, please visit the website depetro.com. And remember, hey, you want to make sure you have enough oil to get through today. Call Henry Oil today. 
Reliable, affordable, fuel oil delivery, 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200, and online at henryoil.com. Automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. You can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today at 401 521 for Henry Oil. Now, I, I think we just... Goodness, did I miss a call as I was in the middle of my ramble? I hope not. Um, we're standing by to speak with the DOT director. So let me uh, double check, folks. I apologize. Uh, and we'll find out exactly. But I believe we're going to speak with Director Alvidi coming up and find out the latest on the roads. I mean, as you've heard, uh, it's a serious storm and it's uh, making its way through or was that i'm not exactly sure i apologize uh but folks we will bring it it's tough like many of you i'm working remotely as well um and so we're going to stand by for the dot director just give you an idea of the roads and also folks we also wanted to get an update on on the storm they do have the latest uh where where conditions are and exactly what's happening with the with the storm so, and whether or not uh, it's hitting, I know it's hitting New York very, very heavily right now. Uh, it's hitting New York City very, very heavily right now as it's making its way up the coast. And <clears throat> uh, to give you an idea of just how hard it's going to be, New York now could be looking at two feet of snow. So, I don't think we're going to um, get anything uh, along. I don't think we're going to get a, anything along the lines like that. But listen, when you're talking about a foot of snow, 8 to 12, Heavier snow moving in for the afternoon. Uh, in case wherever you are right now, the the wise thing to do would be uh, I would right now it's it's not snowing that heavily, but it is going to pick up. It is going to pick up. I'm looking at that uh, most of Rhode Island uh, eight to twelve, which is a lot. That's a lot of snow. And then uh, north uh, up into Providence and the northern part of the state could be up to 15 inches of snow. In and around the, uh, and then into Massachusetts, it could be even more. So uh, right now, I, I mean, if you can, <clears throat> you want to try to um, get wherever you, whatever you need to do. And that is an update. It is actually going to be more snow than they initially thought. As we're looking at uh, somewhere like 12 to 15 is now an, an updated amount that they're that they're talking about. But, you know, I, I think um, as many people know, if you could. Over the next, I'd say you have a window of about two hours before things are going to really pick up. Maybe three hours. You don't want to be on the road later this afternoon. I, I would even say try to get, if everyone got home at like three o'clock, that'd be a good thing. And I recognize a lot of people are four-wheel drive. A lot of people are in trucks and SUVs and figure. Um, uh, hold on one moment. I am correct. Um uh, all right, we are standing by for uh, DOT Director Peter Alviti. We'll talk to him coming up, and then I'm communicating with them as as we uh, as we speak, folks. We're just lock, locking everything up. I want to hear the latest. Oh, uh, okay, he can call now. He can call now. All right, so he was calling earlier. I apologize. I think that was our friend Director Alviti that uh, we'll get on. And then uh, I think we're going to talk to the state police later. I'm trying to be flexible, folks, on this snowy Monday. And then again, as I was uh, mentioning last hour with Justin Katz, Governor Armando, this Wednesday night is still doing her state of the state. And then this Wednesday afternoon, she's supposed to be confirmed. We could have a new governor. Now, it still then has to go to the full Senate, by the way. First, it has to be voted out of committee. And then, um, okay, here we go. Folks, joining us right now, he is the DOT director Mr. Fun and Mr. Snow, it's da- uh, Director Alviti. Good afternoon, Peter Alviti. Hi, Tom. How are you doing? Well, it's good to hear from you, Peter. And uh, we got a major storm on this first Monday of February. And let's get an idea of where the roads are right now. So right now, we're, uh, we're pretty good. Uh, of course, we're just at the beginning of the storm. But uh, our crews were out there last night, and they pre-treated the roads. Um, and that uh, proved to be very effective because during this morning um, and so far, most of the snow that's falling is just melting as it hits the pavement. 
course, that's going to change now um, quickly because we're, we're beginning to see higher intensities come in as we speak right now, John. So I expect that um, there'll be some accumulation. Our plows are out there. We've got between our privates and our DOT trucks about 500 vehicles out there um, ready to begin the plowing operation. And, uh, you know, it, we'll see how the storm shapes up. It's going to get pretty intense uh, as we go into the afternoon. The, the intensity is going to increase to about one or two inches per hour. And wind speeds up to 40 miles an hour are going to combine to really uh, create uh, some vision impacts. You know, it's going to be harder to see out there. So, so drivers need to be really careful. Um, and uh, the intensity is such that even with that many trucks out there, sometimes the intensity gets a bit ahead of our trucks as they go along their routes. So we're going to begin to see some accumulation on the pavement uh, of snow. Uh, but our crews are out there. They'll keep working. They'll work uh, through the night tonight. Uh, and hopefully by tomorrow morning, the plan is to have everything cleaned up for rush hour tomorrow morning. Now, Peter, you get the latest forecast. Uh, I always like to give people an idea of timeline. Right now, it's 1218 in the afternoon. If, if What would you advise someone kind of like under the guise of get where you're going and get home by this time? What time would you say that is? Yeah, let me, as a matter of fact, let me take a look. I think I just received from our DOT weather person the most recent update on that. So let me take a look at that. Okay. And I'll, it looks like, uh, where is it here? Folks, we're speaking with uh, Peter Alvidi. There we go. Okay. Oh, so the snow will increase in intensity uh, and will increase about one or two inches per hour by 1 p.m. So we're coming up on the time when you're going to begin to see that intensity increase. And at the same time, the winds are going to pick up uh, to between 20 and 40 miles an hour this, this afternoon um, and into the evening. So that's going to produce this afternoon and early evening some near blizzard conditions at times. So it's wow. going to be very difficult to see out there. Um, we've got a potential of 8 to 12 inches. I think down in South County, we'll probably see accumulations um, in the range of between six inches and eight inches and then further to the north where you are john um between 10 and 14 inches wow um it's it's going to be different throughout the state the closer to the coast you are the the less you'll get but it's still an appreciable amount in a short period of time so you can imagine that much snow falling between now and midnight uh it's going to get pretty uh pretty dense pretty quick so I would say if you're if you can get to some place uh, where you can just shelter through the storm, I'd advise you to do that earlier rather than later. Um, and uh, the later we get into the storm, uh, the more intense it gets, the more difficult it is not only for you to be able to see on the highway, but also uh, the snow is going to begin to accumulate. So it will be tougher driving conditions and uh, you'll be out there with about 500 plows. So uh, we need to give the plows room to be able to do their work. So my advice is, um, you know, if you absolutely necessarily have to be out there short, some people have work to do, and I understand that. Um, just use extreme caution, go very slow, and give uh, the plows the room to do their work. Don't try Don't crowd the plows. Now, Peter, how did, um, and again, folks, so speak with Peter Alvita, DOT director. Uh, the trucks have been out all night. Peter, now it was freezing over the weekend, and we had quite the cold spell of Friday, Saturday, Sunday. How does that impact the roads and how you treat it? Because from what I understand, that's different if, let's just say, the temperature had been in the mid-30s leading up to this storm. Absolutely. We, uh, we probably wouldn't have needed to pre-treat the way that we did okay. had the temperatures not frozen the ground as much. But with that uh, precondition of, of a number of days of cold temperature, we have temperature sensors throughout the state in the pavement that um, our maintenance people can read 
uh, and keep track of exactly what the, what the effect of the cold weather has been on the pavement so they know precisely when and how much of that material to put down in different parts of the state. Peter, do we know when the storm is going to blow out of here? I understand it's, it's going to go well into the afternoon. Um, yeah. I'm going to say it would be great, it sounds like, if people could get where they need to be by... Four o'clock at the latest, maybe somewhere in that three to four range, get home early, stay off the roads this afternoon, tonight. Uh, If tomorrow the morning commute could be staggered, I'm sure that would help. But do we have an idea of when this whole thing finally blows out of here? Yeah, um, you know, so I think your advice is is right on spot. You know, if people can get to where they have to be by uh, three or four o'clock today, um, then between the darkness and the um, and the visibility issues with the high wind gusts and the dense snow, uh, they'll be in a safe place by that time. It looks like that's going to continue until around 10 to 12 o'clock tonight, depending upon where you are in the state. And it'll switch to um, rain. Uh, around 10 o'clock to midnight, depending upon where you are in the state. Further to the north, it'll switch over later. That should, um, with the snow um, receding at that time, that should give our crews plenty of time between tonight and tomorrow morning to have the roads pretty clear for the morning commute. Um, So, I mean, that's our plan, John. You know how Mother Nature sometimes (laughs) does cooperate with us. Right. Um, if everything stays the way it's predicted um, with the equipment and, and resources that we have out there, we should be able to have everything cleared by the morning commute. But Peter, and again, folks, we're speaking with Peter LVD, DOT director. But Peter, when you're talking about a foot of snow or more, that, that's that's a lot of snow for your crews yes. to clear. That's a lot of snow. It is. And when it comes down so that quickly, yeah, uh, sometimes just the sheer intensity, no matter how many pieces of equipment and people we have out there, the sheer intensity of snow tends to accumulate um, as the trucks make their routes. Uh, So between the time that uh, they plow a particular point along the highway and they make their route and get back to that place, uh, there could be some accumulation, particularly with higher intensity storms like this. So it's going to be a challenge for them. But I, I assure you, uh, the men and women that are out there working uh, for DOT uh, during the last six years, uh, I really have, uh, they really have gained a lot of respect by me. I, um, uh, they're out there in tough conditions. They have been out there every day and every night, uh, even through this COVID um, uh, pandemic. pandemic that we've had. So uh, I'm sure they'll do the same good job this time. Hey, Peter, Peter, finally, I I would imagine the pandemic, the way it's changed with so many people to work remotely. And then plus, the you know, the school kids think of how different this is prior to the pandemic. Have a storm hit afternoon drive, plus all the school buses. This is like this is a completely different equation. And I mean that in a good way with just the fact that let's face it, the less people on the road less accidents, easier for you guys to plow. And so in some way, the pandemic, by having people work remotely, kids learn distance learning. When we do get a storm, I, I just think it, it, it makes it must be better for you and your crews to get out there and clear the road. I think I think that this um, pandemic has taught us a number of lessons. And, and I'll just stay inside um, my transportation world. Right. Yep. Um. Early on in the pandemic, at its height, um, the traffic on our roadways was down um, about 50%. Wow. Um, traffic. We are now back up on our highways. And it depends on which highway we're, we're looking at the counts on. On the highways that are mainly interstate highways, like 95, 295, um, actually, 95, not 295. Um, the the traffic counts are back up to about 10% below what a normal year in the past has been, pre-pandemic. Okay. okay. Um, on, the, 
on the roads and highways that are used more for intrastate traffic, people going in, traveling inside Rhode Island. Yep. Um, the, the traffic counts are still down around 15 or 20 percent. Hmm. And that, uh, believe it or not, John, is um, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it's, it has a major impact, particularly during the peak periods during the day, the rush hour. Oh, yeah. The congestion is a lot less during rush hours with even a 10% reduction yep. in, uh, in the uh, traffic counts. So whether or not that will rebound and what role technology plays in the future in terms of the more we increase our ability to use technology effectively and to eliminate the need to commute or get on the highways, um, I think it is going to alter somewhat the future. We, we're carefully monitoring that. Uh, we take counts every day, and we're studying uh, what effect that has on hey, our projection. Hey, Peter, I'm going to let you go just because I want to grab the state police on the other line. So thank you, though, Peter. All right. Folks, joining us right now on the line from the Rhode Island State Police is Colonel Manny. Good afternoon, Colonel Manny. Hi, John. Good afternoon. How are you? Well, uh, Colonel, it looks like we have uh, a real nor'easter underway. We just uh, finished with uh, Peter Alvidi, Rhode Island DOT. What can you tell us on the Rhode Island roads as far as the Rhode Island State Police? Well, so far, um, I personally traveled from the Connecticut line up to the situated area, and I know the director uh, traveled uh, from the northbound uh, northern location of the state. So the road, the roads are in pretty good shape right now. That all could change very quickly. Um with the intensity of this storm. But what I'm seeing on the road is that uh, motorists are taking our uh, heed of staying off the roadways. Traffic is light. And I think that's a combination of many people working from home. Um, I only saw one tractor trailer uh, driving uh, uh, into the state from Connecticut up to Situate, which is a good sign. So I, I, we were asking with the state police stay off the roads for their safety and the first responder safety and, I'm sure we'll get through this all in a good shape. Colonel Manny, and again, folks, we're speaking with Colonel Manny of the Rhode Island State Police. Now, right now, it's 1230. Um, what's the peak time that you would like people to, if they can, but truly avoid the roads? For instance, right now, maybe there's someone at work, and they're thinking over the next few hours, they're going to leave work early. They'd like to get home. What what time, if you were advising motorists, what time would you suggest that they get home and kind of get settled wherever they're going to be? So looking at the model of where the storm is and where it's going, obviously the, the biggest um, area of concern, time of concern, is the rush hour yep. time. Because not only um, that's when most people get out of work, but also that's when the temperatures start dropping. Right. So if so, once again, if I had to pick a time, you know, I would I would say early afternoon to late afternoon, you should start heading home off the roadways mm. now colonel uh i'd like you if you don't mind just to explain what people don't realize is when when they have a spin out let's just say tonight six o'clock seven o'clock uh there's some kind of an accident 295 95 where have you now state police you have to respond and go out there many times that can cause another accident then you have the plows out there uh, every time state police have to, res- you know, respond to an accident on the highways, there's, there's a domino effect that it starts to impact everyone, and then it slows down the cleanup. And that one accident can throw things off, and suddenly you have a lot of a lot of accidents. You're correct, John. The, uh, you know, I can't uh, emphasize enough how difficult it is to to respond as a trooper and assist someone in a motor vehicle accident in this type of weather. It could cause a domino effect could make things much worse um we once again though we've we've been very um uh, happy with the response the people of rhode island are providing in the snowstorm traffic is very light to to, from the beginning of the storm early this morning till now we've only handled six motor vehicle accidents all minor Hmm. and assisted seven disabled motor vehicles so people are heeding our warning to, to stay off the roads but once again this this, that's why you know we've we've restricted access to tractor trailers in the state. Especially, um, we've had problems in the past southbound on 95 by exit seven and exit three with those those inclines with tractor trailers trying to get up there. So we, um, I think, with the traffic being light and with uh, 
the travel restriction on tractor trailers, um, I'm very hopeful we'll get through this uh, quickly and, and with minimal amount of accidents. Colonel Manning, ideally, when it gets to five or six o'clock tonight, you would not like to see a tractor trailer trying to make that Thurber's Avenue curve. Well, there's a restriction in the state of Rhode Island, as well as Connecticut, Massachusetts, and New York, that prohibits tractor trailers, Good. which we define as five axle vehicles yeah. on the roadways. And we don't do that lightly. We we understand there's interstate travel. We also make exceptions for emergency supplies to go up the highway, for example, vaccines. But we have had issues in the past with these vehicles are very heavy. They're more difficult to control. And the chance of a you know a catastrophic highway shutdown or accident is greater with one of these vehicles. So that's why they're restricted in these icy, windy uh, snowstorms. Colonel, how is it for the state police handling motorists and traffic now, say, compared to, I'm just thinking back, uh, you know, both of us have memories of Rhode Island in the, in the wintertime. The first car I had, if the temperature dropped below 20, I had to call AAA to <laughs> jump in. And, uh, and I just think of sometimes, you know, years ago when people had been in these old cars and people before there were snow tires and everything else, when we would get hit, the, the roads would just become, uh, you know, it was like bumper cars out there. I was just having this exact conversation with members of my command staff. So we made great strides in motor vehicle safety yes. and uh, maneuverability. If, if you notice, this, uh, way back, John, when we were driving, a four-wheel drive vehicle was a luxury. Right. We did not see many of them, including four-wheel drive trucks. Yep. Now it's kind of a standard, um, standard option on many vehicles. Most of these SUVs are all-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, including uh, uh, state police cruisers. Uh, once again, I go back to 1990 when I came on the state police. We had Crown Victorias, two-wheel drive, rear-wheel hmm. vehicles that were difficult in snowy conditions. Yep. The vehicles we have now are all-wheel drive, most of the cruisers we have, which, which really help us a lot in this weather. But I also have to caution, an all-wheel drive or a four-wheel drive doesn't mean you can go faster. Right. It just means you'll be able to get from point A to point B more safely. It, it does not help you on ice. It does not help you with this excessive speed. By the way, that's where most of these accidents, why they occur. People are traveling too fast. They're following vehicles too close at an interval. So these are the things we're asking people to avoid. Folks, we're speaking with Colonel Meaney, the Rhode Island State Police. Colonel, before I let you go, if someone is going along this afternoon and they see an accident, should they still call 911? Let's just say it doesn't seem that bad. Or is there another number or should they call state police? Or what, what is your advice to motorists that are going to be out there? 911 has been one of our biggest tools uh, in law enforcement, not only for uh, suspected DUI drivers, but also to report motor vehicle accidents. So if if a motorist sees an accident, a vehicle off the road, you can call 911 and we'll get the proper uh, emergency response out there. Colonel, think of when you were first on the force. Before I, I, I don't remember when 911 came in, but you think of how far we've come of, you know, people walk into a payphone, <laughs> just calling the police directly. We've come a long way to get to where we are right now in 2021. So, so John, once again, you and I, we're, we're going to sound like old men at this point. <laughs> but, um, I, and I, I think I had to hear back then. Okay. But, um, but in 1990, there, there was something that you didn't mention that really, I bet you many of your listeners have no idea we even had. Remember the call boxes? Yes, I do remember so, the call boxes. So yes. there were uh, call boxes on the state highways, which were about a mile apart, which meant that if you got stuck on the highway, you were never more than a half a mile from a, one of the call boxes. Yep. And and they look, they were, you know, on a pole and they had a, a handle you pulled down and you could press a button that would say, you know, need an emergency response or like a disabled vehicle response. And that those boxes were monitored by a guy, uh, uh, I remember at the Howard Pumps, that's where the office was, the Howard Garage, where Task of Ford is now. Yep. And that's where they were monitored. And it was such an archaic old system where, <laughs> so call box 100, and, you know, southbound at exit 5 went off, you'd see a light come on on a, a dash, uh, switch board, and he would dispatch someone there. So we're really dating ourselves. Yeah. Colonel, when I'll, I like to watch a movie with, with my kids, and then in the movie... They'll say, now, Daddy, what's, what's he talking on? And I say, that's a payphone. 
Yes, have to go in and you'd have a calling card. You'd have to have the right amount of change. And they were spotted everywhere. And, uh, and Colonel, I don't, I don't remember the last time I, I saw a payphone. I don't think I would use it now in the pandemic. No, but, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Folks, again, uh, th- there's, the, you know, there's the news. The, the weather uh, updating is uh, so far advanced. State police will be out there. You want to stay off the roads. And, Colonel, you know, just finally, I, I know there are people thinking they can drive in anything. But... It's there's no fun if you get into a minor accident on the highway and then the state police have to come out. Then you've got to get the tow truck. And, you know, then who knows what happens now with how long it would take to get it. It'd be so much easier if people would just heed your advice and stay off the roads. I I agree, John, once again, you know, conditions are going to get worse and and things could go downhill very quickly. I also want to thank the people of Rhode Island. Um, they're very supportive of the law enforcement community, especially in times like this with snowstorms. And they are heeding the advice that we're giving them to stay off the roads. There are not that many people on the roadways right now. I'm hopeful it stays like that throughout the storm. But I want to thank the people of the state for listening to their public safety officials. Well, they do. And, and Colonel, finally, you know, you're a, you're a modest guy. But I want to tell you and say publicly, and you don't have to respond, but I have noticed a difference as someone that interacts with uh, law enforcement, since you've taken over the helm, I, I notice an extra kind of uh, skip in their step, so to speak. You have a very dedicated force. They are motivated by your leadership. That's no reflection on past people, but I'm saying right now, as someone that has followed law enforcement for a long time, you have men and women very committed uh, to the goals and uh, the mission you've set up. So you should feel very, very good about that, Colonel Manny. Well, I, I appreciate those kind of words, John. And, and you know, the, once again, the people of the state are very fortunate not only to have such a motivated uh, state police agency, but also for the entire law enforcement community. There are about 2,500 police officers in the state, not including firefighters, which is a whole other subsection of, of public safety professionals. And they, I'll put them against anyone in this country. There's All of them are just such professionals. They serve their community communities well. They love their communities. They love the state of Rhode Island. So, you know, all the leaders in law enforcement owe it all to the people that work for us. You know, before I let you go, actually, I want to pay one more compliment. This past fall, what a lot of people don't realize, in very difficult situations with all the civil unrest, Providence Police, uh, Cranston Police, State Police, all working as one unit. Uh, Coach Belichick would be proud of the way. It was like everyone pulling in the right direction, handling all their assignments under very difficult circumstances. That shows training. That shows discipline. That shows leadership. That doesn't happen all the time. We've seen around the country, if any of those elements break down, if one piece of the puzzle, the machine makes a mistake, it can impact everyone. That was tremendous training and discipline and leadership this past fall. So you should feel very good about that. And once again, John, I'm very proud of uh, all the police. You should. agencies that came together. And yep. You are correct. The Providence Police, State Police, Cranston. Oh, all yeah. Of us, we all worked very, very um, close together in very difficult times. Colonel Manny, keep up the good work, and we'll hope everyone takes the advice and stays off the road. Thank you very much, John. All right, folks. There he is, the head of the Rhode Island State Police. It is uh, Colonel Nanny. Well, good afternoon. Right now, it's 1240. Folks, you're listening AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, topetro.com. I, I, I'm sorry I had to cut off Peter Alvidi, DOT, DOT director, excuse me, a little early. I wanted to mention to him that, uh, that what I would encourage everyone to do was before you head home, get a bottle of Maker's Mark, and then you could just sit and look out the window and enjoy the storm. So, But, folks, here's, here's what I like. Um, you know, with with everyone uh, that has been able the ability to work remotely, and 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 like many people, I mean, you know, I, I have a mini SUV, but it seems pretty simple. Anything that we put off, just put it off for twenty four hours. Work from home, work forever, and you just don't have to deal with it. I mean, it seems easy, but. There'll still be people out there and there'll be accidents. And remember, on this snowy February 1st, Monday, and again, good afternoon, it's John DePietro. Um, I want to remind you, if there is an accident, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Located 400 West Fountain Street. Now, right now, at 1241, if you see an accident, if you're in an accident, if someone you know, family member, someone you work with, in an accident, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 401- 
272-3340. You know, the state police, I go back to this past, um, in the fall. I mean, that, that was between Manny and Clemens running Providence and then Winkris running Cranston. Um, those were three forces up against some, what could have been very, very problematic. And especially, you know, at the state police at the end, they were the ones having to deal with all those Antifa and the defund the police and the protesters on the highway. And they showed tremendous restraint in dealing with a lot of those individuals. I wanted to mention that to Colonel Manny. And then never mind, he was involved with the whole Jamal Gonsalves situation. And that got out of hand. Folks, remember, go to the website if you want to get a hold of me, you want to support the show, if you want to email me, whatever. Plus, we're going to have more updates this week uh, on some of the different stories. Read about it at depetro.com, which is brought to you by Relaxed Souls, Reflexology, Lisa Wood. Um, remember, call or text her 401-742-6621, Relaxed Souls, Reflexologist, Lisa Wood. It's the application of pressure to feet and hands. Reflexology is different than massage. It's a stressful time, no question. I want you to try this because it can help you with a bad back. Uh, any part of your body, it's amazing. Lisa Wood Reflexology, so much of it is tied to your hands and your feet. So you can make an appointment, relax, souls, S-O-L-E-S, and you can call or text her at 401-742-6621. Now, just a reminder, we are on until 2 o'clock. So the next COVID briefing, I think, is going to be Thursday this week. Now, I do want to play. There's some tremendous sound as the media thinks. And again, I also want to say good afternoon to everybody tuning in on uh, Facebook Live. Now, for temporary, for a period of time, we're using the page, which is JDRI Radio Facebook Live. Please share that you're uh, watching so other people can find it. It, I think it's temporary, but we're going to use it for now because people do enjoy the, the live stream. And I enjoy the live stream. It's great interaction. And it's just temporary. We'll go back to the other page eventually, but uh, we're just working out some, some different things with Facebook. <coughs> Next hour, I will play for you. I want to play it. This is very dramatic where NBC, well, uh, she works for Politico. And her name is Tara Palmieri. And she went to Wyoming. And it's a great piece because she was on the ground dealing with Republicans. And what Washington was saying that Liz Cheney, who, you know, daughter of former Vice President Dick Cheney, that she called for impeachment uh, against President Trump. And that President Trump and then, you know, there was a rally out there to oust her. She's going to be up for re-election next year. She will have a primary challenge. It's the, it's, she's got some time. It's not until August of next year. But the report from NBC News on the ground, and they went into this thinking like all these people are going to be like, that's right. We're with Liz Cheney. You know, Trump should be impeached. Just the opposite. I like the reporter from Politico. I'm going to play it coming up. She even says at one point she couldn't find anyone. She had a tough time finding anyone that was against the president. So it's very interesting. And it's a big part of the disconnect that's going on right now. And that's why, you know, both locally, I was speaking to a local reporter and the local reporter was saying to me, I don't think there's anyone still with President Trump. I said, you're wrong. He's still the leader of the party. 74 million people voted for President Trump. He's still the champ. There's no one that's going to knock him out right now. And on top of that, it's just and and, and I know all the anti-Trump people are saying, oh, it's all over. It's nothing's over. Nothing's over. And I also want to be very clear. You know, the narrative they try to put forward that if you question the vote, they say, oh, are you saying there was where's your evidence of massive fraud that would have overturned the election? As I have said. That they won't let us see the evidence. We don't have full access to the voter rolls. The media, especially the media in Rhode Island, they're not, let's be honest, they're not fans of the president. No one challenges Secretary of State Nellie Gorbia, who the voter rolls are bloated. (coughs) Do I believe? I'll say it again. You know, I posted yesterday on Facebook. Yeah, I got her a new mail ballot. 
I, I, for the first time ever, I have been, I came from a family, my both of my parents, to remember, folks, and again, good afternoon, 1246, it's John DePietro on this snowy Monday, it's February 1st. Uh, you have, I would say, wherever you, whatever you have to do, just, I think, get home by 3 o'clock. The roads are going to get even just more clogged. They're going to get more icy, more dangerous. They're going to also get more crowded. Get wherever you're going between now and you get home by 3 o'clock and then just work from home. But anyhow, um, I was mentioning that I'm also losing patience with the Rhode Island Republican Party. I, I, I'm going to give them a little bit longer. But we were told there was going to be a deep dive on the election, and they're just silent. But I posted yesterday that, as I was saying, I, I mean, it was a big deal voting in my home. And I'm youngest of seven. And and at one point, you know, first of all, my parents voted in every election, in every primary. And I've said before, they wouldn't tell you who to vote for. And I didn't know who my parents voted for. We didn't, it wasn't, there was an, there is privacy. So, but the most important thing, and I try to do that with my children. I, I They don't need to tell me who they're voting for. And I respect the privacy of that. But the most important thing to do is vote. And I've said that repeatedly. But this time around, I have actually reached a point. And I posted this yesterday. What's the point? What is the point? This has nothing to do with President Trump. Where's the latest mail ballot scam that I didn't ask for that Nellie Gorby is putting out there? And they're only doing this because of the voter rolls. No one calls her on it. I'm calling her on it. Here it is. Oh, mail this in. Oh, yeah. What's the point? Why should I even vote anymore? Mail ballot application. You know, that's funny. I didn't ask for a mail ballot application. Why am I getting this? I know why. Because then they are mastering the voting list. How to request a mail ballot. Oh, that's right. This is just the application. Folks, I, I just, what is the point? And I know yesterday was the deadline. If I want to vote, I'll do it in person. I hate it. I never thought I would get to this point. But what is the point? 520,000 people voted in November. I don't believe that. Not legally. This mail ballot application, guess what? Anybody can vote. You want to know the real truth in Rhode Island? Why? What's the point of voting? Nellie Gorbia, Secretary of State. Special election, March 2nd. Your vote is your voice. I don't have a voice. As your Secretary of State, it's my responsibility to make sure you're able to exercise your vote, uh, vote safely and securely. You know, she doesn't care. She doesn't care. She's building a list for her to run for governor, period. Why? Why vote? Republican Party. Well, going for, oh yeah, going forward. There's close to 300,000 extra names on the voting list. Why is that? Why is it that everyone that goes to register to vote can vote? Why is that? Why are illegals registered to vote? Thousands of them. Because no one's turned away. Because they feel, you know, it's not right of us to ask someone if they're an American citizen. And we don't really feel comfortable having them prove to us that they're an American citizen. So all those people register to vote. And my patience with the Rhode Island Republican Party is growing thin. We were promised a deep dive. I don't hear anything about a deep dive. I hear about, oh, no, let's just go. No, no, no. We're not moving forward until you straighten out the blanking voter roll. Well, John, don't take your anger out on us. I'm not taking my anger out on you. But if you're not going to do anything about it, why should we encourage people to get involved in the system? And by the way, I don't mean local elections. They are manipulating local elections, but it's more on the statewide level. If Providence is involved, there's a problem. It's a major problem. Now, another mail ballot application I didn't request. Voting should be one day in person. That's the way I feel. I know some people say, well, a couple of days, vote early. 
one day, fine, make it a holiday. I don't care. You got to go in person and you get to vote. That's it. You, you can't go, then you don't vote. I'm comfortable with that. I'll go and I'll vote. Now, listen, on this snowy Monday, right now, there's someone saying there's something wrong. That my heating system's not working. Call R.E. Coogan and Heating, 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today. Plumbing, heating, and cooling. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable, residential service. Coog says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating, 401-732-6562. If you have an heating problem right now, I have a feeling it's going to get worse tonight. It's not going to get better. 401-732-6562. Now, remember, you want to protect your home, all state lock, security cameras, residential, commercial, security cameras, 401-349-0042. Now, there's also an update. On this Monday, and we've made it to February, on this Monday, there is an update with what I think is a fascinating story, and we talked about it last week and it's this guy that nicholas alaverdian who by the way uh I, I mean i know him and i respect him but steve clampkin of my own station wpro he he took this hook line and sinker believing and did a big announcement that this guy had passed away because this guy nick alaverdian here's the guy and i'll give credit the providence journal is leading their way here but months after the announcement that he died last February, Nicholas Adovarian, an obituary declared him, quote, a warrior for children whose last words were fear not and run towards the bliss of the sun. Father Bernie Healy, Father Healy of OLM, received an email, someone purporting to be his widow. This person requested a memorial mass for him at OLM. State politicians, other officials be invited to celebrate the life of the 32-year-old man would once been a familiar state house advocate for children, child welfare reform. He was a state house page. This guy got, he claimed that he was sexually abused when he was in the DCYF uh, system. I think he got like close to $100,000. But not long after the arrangements were made, again, this is Providence Journal, someone else reached out to Father Healy. State police detective Connor O'Donnell. Healy says, uh, the state police said, don't hold the mass. Alaverdian faked his own death, fugitive from justice. Father Healy says the detective told him the person who had emailed him, called him several times, was using a voice-activated device that changes your voice. State Rep- Representative Raymond Hull, State Senator Mary Ellen Goodwin, told the journal, O'Donnell shared the same information with them. So this is the guy. His former foster parents in Ohio say he obtained 22 credit cards Ran up debts of 200000 FBI finds out about it. They're going after him. Suddenly, he's 32 years old. He announces he is, I have five weeks to live. And then suddenly sends out an announcement saying he had died. So this person is pretending to be his widow. Did not respond to a journal email last week requesting a comment on the loan of fraudulent allegations. But after the story ran... Providence Journal received a nine-page, often incoherent email from this same person that claims it's the widow. <coughs> she calls herself Louise. That's right. Um, my husband was the one who contacted the FBI. This whole long, rambling thing. So this person is claiming to be his widow named Louise. So then Hull, Representative Ray Hull, says the person who contacted him had an accent sounded Irish or something European. Father Healy says the voice he spoke with last summer sounded female in English. Yes, the, this is Louise calling on behalf of Nate. No, that's actually Irish. Uh, that's uh, English. Uh, Alverdian had pestered Hall with emails. He just beat you down. The same person called Senator Mary Ellen Goodwin. Asked her to introduce a condolence resolution for the family. Person had an accent. 
O'Donnell said they may be trying to disguise the voice. The whole thing was very odd. Then Goodwin, Mary Ellen Goodwin, said she then said, you know, we want to send. Where can we send this formal document to, as a keepsake? Widow said, I want her name and the name of the two children on it. Got really mysterious. Wouldn't give an address. They said they're living out of the country because of threats from DCYF. All odd. Folks, my point is this story, and I want to give credit to the Providence Journal. Boy, this guy, it's just bizarre. But it certainly sounds like he's alive. And the journal right now is the only one on it. Now, I've told you, I've communicated with this guy in the past, years ago. He'd send me email. He used to call me on the radio a couple times. I don't know if I've ever seen him in person. I don't know if I've ever seen him in person, but the whole thing is just bizarre. Folks, on this Stowing Monday, uh, I want to remind you about preferred towing and recovery. So maybe something happens and you need a towing service. Well, preferred towing and recovery. They specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery, private property, towing services. Call preferred towing and recovery today at 401 725-8500 or online preferredrecovery.com. They're also on Facebook, Preferred Towing and Recovery. Now, they also buy older vintage cars from the 60s and the 70s. Call for a fair offer today. Preferred Towing and Recovery. They specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery, and private property towing services. Preferred Towing, 401 725-8500. Find them on Facebook, preferredrecovery.com. Well, folks, right now it's 1258 on this Monday. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always uh, listen online at the website, dePietro.com. dePietro.com, which is also, by the way, sponsored by, don't forget, you want to protect yourself. You can't be too careful these days. Make sure you stop in at Surplus Provisions, Pontiac Avenue in Cranston, Surplus Provisions. You have everything you need to keep you safe during this very uncertain time at Surplus Provisions, Pontiac Avenue in Cranston. You can have a direct link with them right there on the website. It's Surplus Provisions, Pontiac Avenue in Cranston. They're about a mile and a half from Garden City. So right now it's 1259. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the one o'clock news. We have another full hour to go on the radio. AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Now, my advice to you is you have about two hours to get home. After two hours at three o'clock, we're about to have the one o'clock news. Three o'clock on, the snow is going to get heavier. It's going to be blustery, whiteout conditions. The road, the traffic will slow down and it's going to get more treacherous so whatever you have to do you have about two hours to get home i would get home over the next two hours you want to stagger it all right we're going to break we have another full hour to go you don't want to miss a great sound next hour about the situation where the republican party is with president trump it's john DePietro. stay with us right now let's get an update it is one o'clock